there. Welcome to episode 211 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Joining me this week, it's only Miles Thompson. Hello there. Hello there. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Aww. to Miles. Happy birthday to you. Oh, that was lovely. Thank you. A bit less embarrassing than the one on Saturday that I had. <laughs> How has your weekend been, dude? Uh, yeah, I remember half of it. <laughs> <laughs> and that half is great. Um, yes, so it is my birthday tomorrow, or today, depending on what day you're listening to this podcast. Um, and we celebrated it over the weekend. Uh, big shout out to yourself and Kat and everyone else who contributed to it. Um, it was very, very nice. And yeah, I may have had... One or six, many two Jaeger bombs. Maybe it's debatable, you know. Yeah, but yes. I mean, Jaeger bomb just appeared. They just appeared at the table. Yeah, it's kind of like the more like when I before I start drinking, I think to myself, I'm not going to do it because the energy drink in it like wakes me up at like four o'clock in the morning, and I feel like my heart is about to explode. Um, but then you know, I have a couple of drinks, and I think, do you know what would be great? A Jaeger bomb or seven? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just find Yegum so tasty. I forget that they're like pure venom. Like, yeah. If you have too many of them, it will be horrendous. But it, it is pure pain, like yeah. pure and utter pain. But like like you said, they just taste so good. They just taste so good. Maybe we should have a so podcast good. dedicated to Jaegers. Yeah, we've got a spoiler special for Jaeger bombs coming up very, very soon. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> We'd find a way to make it an hour and a half to two hours somehow. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, it was yeah, it was a really good night. I had a really really good time. Good. Um, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Shout out to Miles's boss. He wasn't Miles's boss. Uh, <laughs> Lizzie. She will be making a guest appearance. She definitely agreed to it on Saturday. I'm certain. She did. She was definitely not half cut when she said that she would come on the podcast. But yeah, absolutely um, not. No, we remember these things. You see, <laughs> somehow. Yeah, somehow we remembered. Um, yeah, I'm glad it was such a good time. That's um, yeah. it was awesome. The orchestrator of Saturday's Madness, Kat. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. How are you doing? Very, very well. How are you? What a wonderful job you did on Saturday. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's it's been a couple of weeks in the making. Um, yeah, I just I don't know how I don't know how absolutely nothing went wrong. Um, it was just one of those days where everything slotted into place just very very perfectly yeah um so it's very very lovely thank you so much for being a part of it um uh, yeah how the devil are you i'm fine yeah it was an absolute pleasure um i got home and i had a really kind of like nice warm feeling in my heart i wasn't the egg bomb <laughs> that um, was the egg bomb <laughs> it might have been the egg bomb but um i was like man i haven't been out you know out out for bloody ages and it's been mm. it was really nice to spend it with you guys and with Lindsay and everyone and it was just uh, just a really nice evening, and um, yeah. exactly what was needed, I think, for uh, well, for all of us. Really, we all had a great time, and um, mm. it was yeah, it was brilliant, fantastic. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. And you've had a very well. You've had a successful slash unsuccessful day today. Yeah, um, yeah. So did Miles's birthday on the weekend. For those of you who want to be filled in, I orchestrated a, a very large surprise party where it just got more and more surprising throughout the day. Um, I initially told Miles for many weeks that like it would just be us celebrating his birthday and that I would plan something and that I would like do his birthday, but it might just be us. And then closest to the time, I just joked with him and said I was going to watch the Barbie movie with him, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
what I'd actually done is um, organized a segueing activity thing in the day, a meal in the night. But what was really fun about it was that um, I got loads of his friends down. So there was a particular friend who Miles hadn't seen for four years, who I'd never even met, who I text out of the blue, who admitted to Miles he thought it was a scam. <laughs> like he like literally never even like he was just like who the fuck is this random person um yeah got his friends down from jersey who like live in london now like his very best friends his friends from uni um and a few of them came in the morning um uh, but i actually said tomorrow I was in the morning i was going to morrison's to pick up some lucas aid sport and um some wrapping paper because i really needed to go before it closed on sunday blah, blah blah and i wasn't going to morrison's i was going to the train station to pick up his friends and then he just believed it was four of us um, but he was so shocked by just having Joe there, who was um, his friend from London. Little did he know that segueing, everyone else was meeting us there. And then he was flabbergasted by that. And then little more did he know there was even more, there was like seven more people, was double the amount of people waiting for him at the meal um, a little bit later. And I think that was just so wonderful. And yeah, many, many shots were consumed. And um, yeah, there was loads of us. And I just think what a lovely time everyone had. And I'm glad that everyone was there. You just did a wonderful Thank job you. getting that many people in one place. <laughs> Miles has got fans all over the place. He really has. Just shows how popular Miles is, really, how much he has loved. Um, what's a good egg? So he's all right, isn't he? That one. Thanks, squad. He's all right. He's all right. <laughs> he's all right. He's all right. Um, also joining us is Yog Dog. Hello. Hello, sir. Oh hello. Hello. Uh, hello. I, I can't inter I can't impersonate your voice. I keep trying to. <laughs> yeah, I to be fair, I can't impersonate anyone else's voice or just like accents in general. I'm, I'm terrible at doing anything other than just my standard voice. I used to do an absolutely horrendous Scottish accent, which I'm not doing on here. No chance. <laughs> but that's that, that's about the closest I can come to doing something other than my own standard uh, standard accent. I see. I see. Well, thank you for the vote. I'm going to have to ask you off podcast to do Scottish for me. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. I'll do that at some point. Very excited about that. Maybe if I get drunk, I'd do it on podcast. But then again, I don't think any Scottish people to listen to again afterwards. So maybe it's not worth the risk. True. Well, if um, we all end up traveling for uh, EGX or for some exhibition, we'll all get together and we'll get you get some Jaeger bombs down here and you can show us your Scottish accent. <laughs> Sounds like an excellent plan. I, I see no issues with this. That'd be fine. What is it? Cat to organize it. Cat to master of organizing things, evidently. So um, it'd, be, it'd be amazing. I, I want cats to organize. Out. <laughs> <laughs> My birthday's in November, cat. Too... Can you organize uh, okay. something for November? Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. Hit me up, <laughs> DM me. I'll um, I'll, awesome. I'll pull something together. Two Hindus and a surprise birthday party. I've got this. <laughs> At this rate, I should uh, just switch career. <laughs> it should be a party planner. <laughs> Oh my god, I think I'd fucking hate my life. I really would. <laughs> There's too much anxiety prone to it. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's been fun. I think the final product is so fun to um to see. Like I literally couldn't wait to see Miles's face when like simultaneously people walked into the day. It was great. That's so much yeah. fun. 
Yes, thank you. I appreciated my jaw being locked in a permanent state of shock. <laughs> <laughs> the whole day. Boss was waiting. Boss was waiting on no, the restaurant. I was like, yeah, Mars, more people. What was that, Josh? No slam doors, I bet. No, no one slammed the door in my face. <laughs> yeah, that, actually, I missed a trick on that one. There was many an opportunity for a slam door. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of, um, yeah, yeah. Th- there was lots of, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my god. That was the thing. Oh my god. Thing. Yeah. Oh my no, god. But yeah, no, it was People great. are coming from around the corner just to be with me. Oh my god. Like like it just acts like he's fucking Charles Manson or something. So when we, so when we uh when we party up for Yog Jog, just, just uh be be prepared, Yog. We're just gonna bring people that you haven't seen in decades just for no reason at all. Or Sounds if good. you've never met them. Like we did that to Josh as well, but not to Josh. Uh, I, I don't know many people, so I'll probably just be people I've never met, which is good with me. That's cool. We can bring some actors in. Bring some actors. Yeah, you haven't seen him since <laughs> yeah, 1981. Yeah. This that would be impressive. Um, I know, I know. I, I figured that was a, probably a stupid date to choose, but never mind. And finally, Josh Thompson. Hello, I'm done with wrestling with my laptop. I think I'm going to be. Okay, from now on. Splendid, uh, splendid. How are you? <laughs> it came out of nowhere, like another wrestling reference. Um, what's his face? Randy Orton. He comes out of nowhere. That is the third week in a row we've talked about wrestling. So, it is. just thought I'd have to put that in there. Just be consistent, you know. Yeah. All right, cool. Nice one. How the devil are you? Sorry, how how the devil am I? Uh, how the devil are you? Yeah, I'm all right. It sounds like everyone's had a very eventful weekend. Um, and I was chilling. I actually had a weekend off, which was cool. Um, and I didn't really play any games that I probably should have done. Um, but maybe we'll talk about it in game of the week. Uh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine, man. You don't have to play video games. You can do whatever you choose to do with your life. It's uh... <sighs> The joy of freedom. That's well, no, that's it. the that's the thing. I like to play video games. I just didn't. Um, and there's one big glaring game that's like that I should be playing, but I'm deciding not to. Um, and instead, kind of vegetating and chilling. Is that um, Day of the Diver? It's not. Um, is it, it Kane and it is, It's not. I probably would have beaten that over the weekend and then gone straight to two. Uh, in a just as good, maybe even better sequel to Kane and Lynch. Um, I'll die on <laughs> mm-hmm. that hill. Mm-hmm. I'll die on that hill. Okay. All right then. All right, let's get. I tell you what, I am doing right now. Um, well, just to make you happy. Um, Go on. I'm currently two hours and eleven minutes into John Wick Chapter Four. Oh yeah. Um, I am in the section where they're doing the top-down shots through the church, mate. That scene. <laughs> Honestly, sick as fuck. I almost got thrown out of the cinema for how just I'm not even going to say it on the podcast. It's not okay. But uh, yes, I was almost thrown out for the obscenity. <laughs> this is the first time I watched it. I've still got 40 minutes to go. You still have the mm-hmm. best scene in the movie to come. It kind of lagged a bit in the middle for me, I think, but it's really picked up now. So yeah, don't worry. Um, the last the last half an hour is going to be quite the experience. I have paused it on quite the shot. I'll send a photograph of it. It's something. Oh, you made me want to watch it again. Yeah, I've, I haven't seen it before, so yeah, I've, uh, I I stuck on at six thirty, not realizing it was only three hours long. So <laughs> I will uh, I will finish it after the pod. Nice. Yes, you must. 
Uh, right then, let's get to game of the week. We'll start from the top. Mr. Mus Thompson, on your birthday week, what have you been playing? Well, Roscoe, I can't talk about two of the games I'm playing because they're currently embargoed. Very true. Means... I'm only left with the other game, which I've spoken about already many times, which is Final Fantasy 16. I'm still playing it. I still haven't finished it. It is so long. However, I will say, on top of what I said last time, I feel like my views on it, and interestingly, I feel like Josh is going to have also a very interesting opinion on this. Um, we both kind of acknowledge that parts of the game are not quite holding up to scrutiny as you go on to your 20th up to your 30th hour. Um, and I'm mainly like the side quest design. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, you're already out and you're like, what, 10 hours in? <laughs> uh, 13, 14 hours, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm at 28 hours and I I enjoy it. And two of the... I've done another boss fight. And honestly, the spectacle of these fights is just like... When the game hits its stride, it is like, I don't want to play anything else. But the problem is it hits its stride for like two hours. And then you spend the next seven hours watching the game happen and doing nothing and a side quest i just did involved going to three people to tell them that the quest giver has a bottle of wine he wants to drink with them and then i go back to the quest giver and he goes cool and then they sit down at a table and start drinking the wine and that's the end of the quest and i was like how how have i just gone from one of like the most epic bombastic moments in a video game i've ever played to this shit like i don't it's just such a discrepancy. And I know that you're meant to have downtime between like peak moments and games, but <clears throat> I feel like 16 really pushes that to its limit of like what people will tolerate. I, I think when, when this game is good, it's good. It's just a lot of it's just meh. The pacing is up and down, isn't it? Yes. Like to such an extreme, probably one of the most extreme like experiences of this I've had in a game where the pacing is just baffling me. Um, but yeah, I think it is worth pursuing and sticking through it. It's just the, just be aware that there will be periods of downtime where you're just wondering to yourself how you've got to this point that you're doing this random menial side quest. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's very good. I still very much enjoy it. I'm going to see it through and finish it. But damn, I wish the game would just cut out its padding a little bit. Are you starting to agree with uh, Yog Dog 16 rated? Let's crit score. Uh, not quite 16. I I think 16 would still be a little bit harsh, you know? Um, But I think our initial impressions of, like, is this going to be game of the year have been, unfortunately, knocked off, which I'm a, a bit gutted about. But I think sometimes, I think the first two hours of that demo really sold the best bits of the game. And unfortunately, not all of the game is that. Yeah, they really, the opener of this game is just an all-timer, really, isn't it? Yes. And, and there are... Yeah, the game. I I still love the game. I've I've put an extra few hours into it this weekend, and um, I'm still way behind you, but I'm um, I'm still happy about it. <laughs> so I'm, yes. I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> I haven't reached those parts quite yet. But uh, yeah, every boss fight is just a, an absolute beauty, and so it's um, it's difficult to get mad at it when these little moments come around again. You're like, oh yeah, this is why it's awesome. Yeah. I feel like if they'd have just made this game a boss rush game, it would be like game of the year. <laughs> and I, I I mean that genuinely. If this was just a boss fight, boss rush mode of a game and you skipped out almost everything else, I'd be like, I fucking love it. This is all I want in my life. Give me more. <laughs> okay. Well, let's square Enix now. Uh, for FF17. Uh, Kat, what is your game of the week? 
put my game of the week. Well, I platinumed Dredge the other day, which was very, very fun. Hey. Um, and I was looking on the store uh, yesterday for a cute little game. I was like, what do I fancy? And I just didn't know what I fancied. Um, I played about an hour or so of the Entropy Center. Not for me, but was fine. Can see how it's um, appealing to others. But I did pick mm-hmm. up a game, which I'm very... I know, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> I did pick uh, up a okay, little this game. This is Kat's last called... podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I did pick up a game called Carto. I don't know if you've heard of Carto. It was released in 2020, a couple of years ago now. It is on the PS Plus catalogue, so you can download it for free. Josh... You would love it. It's right up your street. Um, it's a puzzle adventure game um, where essentially this girl and her grandma were like floating over islands and she has this power that like when she moves the map, the islands can um, separate and you can move the map around. So like she was showing you out the window that like, you know, when you put stuff together, that that will come together. So she ends up when her grandma is sleeping, putting lightning bolt and her little blimp that she's in together and it creates a storm and the storm attacks the blimp and the map rips into pieces because they're trying to get hold of the map. Um, And she nearly comes out of the blimp or she falls out the blimp and then she's holding on to the map and it all rips apart. Um, and what she needs to do is go back to the world and find all the map pieces. And what you can do, what the kind of gameplay is, is that you can change the map pieces as you go along the game to be able to unlock different areas of the game. So, like, if you run out of map, you put the bottom of the map at the top of the map. As long as it fits with the terrain, it will create a whole new little location for you. It's really cool. It's a really, really cool concept. Um, and yeah, I'm only on chapter two so far. So I'm only really early days. But I've not really seen a kind of um, concept like it. But it's a very chilled, great kind of, uh, you know, adventure game. It's very like that puzzle mechanic is very, very cool. Um, yeah, and you just kind of guide, you kind of kind of guide her through her journey of trying to find the map pieces and get back to her grandma. Um so yeah, it's it's kind of cute. It's got like little mini games as well. So like I've just done a mini game where I've had to herd a load of sheep, and it's been like, oh, there's a sheep hiding, um, with all these um, game like with all these um sheep hiding with all with all the trees. And what it said to, was to do was that like the, the sheep hides between all the trees around you. And so what you have to do is then you have to put the map like facing the trees around you, and then a map piece would appear. Um, with the sheep in it. So it was very cool. It was very puzzly. It's very cute. Um, very, yeah. Good little game. Really nice, like, um, art style, too. Really like the art style. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to playing it more. It's very adorable. That's cool. What's it called? Uh, Carto. And how, how are you spelling it? C-A-R-T-O. Like, cartography, but Carto. Oh, okay. Mm. Nice. All right. I will check it out. Thank you. For sure. Uh, Your dog, what have you been playing this week, sir? Something, 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 Mastermind 4. I've been pretty boring and only been playing... I've not played any new games for a few weeks now. So I've been playing Valorant and I've been playing my Strategic Command games, um, both World War One and World War Two based ones. Uh, so yeah, pretty much similar to like the last four weeks or so. Now I need to I need to branch out and play some other games. I feel at some stage soon. Yeah. Well, you you know, 
I watched you play Valorant the other night. Um, <laughs> oh no! I, I've actually been doing really well at Valorant. I seem to have caught you on a bad day. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Uh, so, um, my computer's getting a little bit long in the tooth now. I'm having horrendous frame rate issues when I stream Valorant. Um, if I don't stream it, it's fine. But like, there's it just feels really awkward and off whenever I'm streaming the game. So I don't do competitive games on stream anymore. I re- I specifically remember that game because I missed like four or five people with point blank shots, and I did several. It was still quite funny though. Um, yeah, I, I I've redeemed myself since, and I've actually been doing quite well. Uh, I'm on a bit of a win streak at the minute. Um, but yeah, the, not 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 my finest moment. Man, I'm just like you. I remember when I streamed this was ages ago i want to say maybe a year ago i streamed Fortnite where it was like the new season so i thought i'd jump in and just show show the people what was going on all six or seven people that tuned in and um i I was terrible like i was getting like 92nd and 91st and um 75th then i was like oh god this is bad why i just i suck when i'm live or when someone's watching or when i'm with people like Mars and Kat can attest when I'm with them. They are dragging me through it. But I'm on my own, I'm fine. You know? Um, I got two Royales today and I was really happy. But just like the minute you notice someone sort of like behind your shoulder, I, I just fall apart. I don't know if, if that's just a streaming thing, but that's probably why I don't do it because I just I just crumble. <laughs> uh, see, the thing is I've had to get used to it for, for the most part because um, I've been streaming for almost six years now. So... Uh, yeah, it's it's something I've had to adapt to over time. I I tend to be fine on strategy games. Um, on shooters, it varies significantly. And if I'm having hardware issues, which I am, well, it's more like software issues, I suppose. I need a better computer, but um, I think there's a software issue somewhere, probably with OBS. Um, because I'm having issues, that's making it a lot more difficult and. I feel if I can iron out the kinks, I'll probably be fine again. But it, it, yeah, having someone watching you, um, especially, I find if it's someone I like, say it's my girlfriend watching, I play a lot worse than if it's a stranger over the internet, <laughs> like who's just popped into my chat to say hello. So um, yeah, it varies significantly. Um, it, it's it's yeah. it's always competitive games as well. Yes. The worst one for me is Escape from Tarkov. Uh, right. I die in that game so much when I'm streaming, and I do quite well when I'm not. <laughs> Even more so than Valorant. And it matters a lot more in Tarkov. So, uh... like, I beat both of the Last of Us games with my girlfriends at the time, sat next to me, watching it. But, yeah, Twitch is just a whole different beast. It's probably why I don't do it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> who would want to watch someone completely fail at Fortnite? You know? They just everyone can do that. So yeah. yeah, I get it, man. I get it. I get it big time. Um, and finally, uh, Josh, what have you been playing this week, sir? Uh, I have played a little bit more Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, and at the stage I'm at right now, uh, I like it. I don't love it. Um, which is a shame. Uh, if we if we all finish it at some point some point soon we can do a spoiler cast about everything because um yeah there's a lot to there's a lot to uh uh 
what's the word like get into um uh, but i have been playing this week and the subsequent weeks i've since i've had a psvr2 i have been playing beat saber um and that is something that i cannot stop enjoying um no matter how tired it gets i get after a couple of hours of playing um it is a workout and a half um if you miss the days of guitar hero um and want something new that's a bit different than beat saber is like amazing um my only gripe is that there's not necessarily enough songs to play out of the uh, just out of the gate from the uh, original package um there's no like licensed songs that are in the main game they're only dlc which cost just under a couple of quid per song some packs are like eight quid some packs are I don't know that I think they go up to like 13.99 or something like I think the Lincoln Park one is the um most expensive one. Um you can go you guys can get into that on a podcast maybe one day. Um but yeah, I mean I'm having a blast. Um fuck miles for having the platinum trophy for this game. Um cuz now it's hey, only hey. made me want to get it. <laughs> it's only made me want to get it and it's not easy. <laughs> I'm struggling. Um, but I I do think I've still got a long way to go in terms of playing it, mastering it, and um, being a saber master. I guess. Um, yeah, it's insane. I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah, I'm having fun. Good music, good electronic music from all different genres, um, and it's certainly a game to dance to. Yes, I remember playing it on Marculus. And uh, my MetaQuest 2. And yeah, having a great time with it. Had a great time with it. It's uh, just a perfect thing at what it does. You know, it's just absolutely mastered yeah. what it does well. And it, what it does is it does one thing, but it does one thing very, very well. Yes, I agree. And uh, yeah, looking forward to that Lincoln Park back. Miles, we really should do a Lincoln Park podcast at some point. We really should. Yeah. yeah. It's, not like, it's not like we've already talked about it or had some hot takes before we've even decided when we're going to do it, is it? If you're always listening and wondering if we're ever going to do it, I think we're getting closer. We now. are. <laughs> we are. Um, because things have to be said out loud. Yeah, they, and... they really do. <laughs> and then uh, we need to work past it and get over it. And uh, no, I think the entire audience needs to be just as upset as I was upon hearing your claims. Okay, we need what, to arrange... What claim is that? Well, uh, wait, 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 wait wow. for the pod. Wait for the pod. I was going to say... Let's yeah, not turn I'm everyone against me right now. I can't spoil oh. the surprise on this because it's it's a doozy. Oh, someone's gonna have to put it in the chat now, just so I can secretly know what it is and then react <laughs> and and you know drum up more excitement for this tape. That's what are you up to tomorrow night, Miles? Uh, uh, oh, it's my birthday tomorrow. So I'm oh yeah, so it is. <laughs> Happy oh, birthday! God, you're such Lincoln a loser. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. We'll do it soon. We will do it soon. We will. We're doing it in the next week. I've decided I can't. I can't cope with what I've been told. So <laughs> we're gonna have to get this out. Absolutely, absolutely. So look, look for the uh, the definitive ranking of Linkin Park album podcast coming very, very soon. Um, going to have to bleed it out. It's nice. It's going to be something. I tell you what. Um, think of a Linkin Park song somewhere I belong. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the quiz, Mars. Have you got a quiz? I'm feeling good about a quiz this week. 
We do have a quiz this week. We do indeed. And we have a quiz that is split into two parts. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Are we ready for a two-part quizzer? It's not only ten questions, it's just two halves. Okay. Yeah. Um I just wanna I just wanna say last week I got a lot of hate for winning and I did I didn't think it was deserved. I I think um I would have actually got two questions last week. Ooh. Ooh. The thing is, would you have got them quicker than Roscoe? He was on he was on the ball. Uh, yeah, for one of them minimum, yeah. The other one would have been maybe we'll have a closer contest. It wouldn't have time. had any impact for Roscoe. <laughs> <so. laughs> yeah, I think the uh, outcome would have still been the conclusion it was. <laughs> um alrighty. Well, let's get into another quiz. Let's do this. Hands only, no emojis, usual rules. Let's do it. God, I can't so, wait for this Link Apart podcast. Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> god. Don't even I'm not even reading that. I'm not even reading whatever's going on. I'm not doing it. Uh question number one. According to Steve, how many DLC add-ons does Train Simulator have? I will give you options. So I'm going to ignore if anyone has put their hand up already. No, don't. Let like, yeah, let your go answer without the answer. Is this amount as in how much it costs or amount as in the amount of individual packs there are. The amount of individual packs that Steam allows you to purchase that says are available. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you talking about... <laughs> now, the thing is, right, there are more than 102 on there. I mean, literally every single potential add-on, not just, like, the full DLC packs. Like, every potential add-on it has on the page. I don't understand. Uh... Okay. <laughs> Let me read out the options, Okay. So, we have options. 52, 211, 347, 601, or 709. Kat, you are first. 101. No, it is not a, it not 101. Ah. It was 601. Did no, you say I that? said 601. Yeah, it's not 601. that one. All right. Oh. It's not that one, sorry. Uh, Yog. Is it the 300 and... I can't remember the amount. I think you said like 342 or something. 247, it is not, I'm afraid. Joshua? Well, locking it at 709. It is. <laughs> it's 709, Banter. which is yeah, quite wild. I feel so, bad for the people who like want to own like a whole franchise of a game because they have been like absolutely railroaded with money. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> We nice. Imagine if you were reviewing that and you had to be committed to review, like Jurassic Park Evolution, you committed to review every DLC that came out. I literally don't think I would be able to do anything else with my life. That would be my entire full time <laughs> job and my entire full time spare time and everything. Um, who got it? It was Josh, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I don't want Josh. to speak on behalf of the train community, but I do think. They probably love buying all the separate things as they would with their model train set. Seven hundred, Jesus. Yeah, Christ. think about the little nooks and crannies that they get for the train sets in physical form. Like, there's mm. just that much to customize. I just imagine they're like, yes, more. Yeah. They're actually yeah, upset that there's not enough. <laughs> What's the average price of each of them? Uh, so, looking at the first five. Uh, it is five pound, fourteen pound, five pound, seventy pound, eighteen pound, all on deals of half price. So Holy roughly, <laughs> roughly between fifteen to thirty quid. 
Are these packs? Are they the packs or the individual items that you're talking about as well? Well, so the thing is, a lot of them are roots individually, but then you can buy the entire set of roots as a pack. So that's also where it gets. This is why it was so convoluted. I just had to go on Steam because when I initially Googled the answer, I was like, hmm. And then I went on Steam itself and it was like, nope, there are 709 options for you to purchase. And I was like, well, that's yeah. quite the thing. And people talk shit about The Sims 4. I know, right? Mm-hmm. I know. That's actually kind of what inspired this question, to be fair. I was like, sure, I remember this game being wild for its DLCs, so I thought I'd throw it in. Oh. 709! Madness. They must be making a mint. Uh, question number two. Released in 2022, which popular simulation game has had expansion packs for Tomb Raider, Final Fantasy VII, and SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> Roscoe, you were first. That would be Power Wash Simulator. It is indeed Power Wash. So well done. Thank you. That was, that was I close. I accidentally um, muted myself instead of putting my hand up. <laughs> to be fair, three hands went up almost in very, very close one. Question number three. Tom Clancy's End War had a novel feature whereby you commanded your battlefield units. Yog. Uh, voice activation or something. Yes, you are correct. Well done. <laughs> I didn't even finish the question either. Good job, sir. Okay, can you finish that question? Because I need context. Uh, <laughs> where... syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whereby you commanded your battlefield units using what instead of your controller? And it was you could use a microphone and do voice commands instead. Wow. It's very intuitive. So to do that on the PS2. Oh my god, yeah. You could do it with your AI right. teammates, wasn't it? I mean, it was a strategy game related question I had to get, I had to get right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm glad you were there oh, for that yeah. one. Because uh, I was a bit wondering of like, I don't know if anyone else but me will have played Endbor if the Og's not there. Um, oh, I never played it. I just know of it. Oh, fair enough. That'll do. That'll serve. Uh, question number four. Michael Ironside voices which famous Ubisoft character whose game series... Oh, Josh. Sam Fisher. It is indeed Sam Fisher. Well done, sir. Uh, question number five. Jason Voorhees, The Predator, Xenomorph, and Leatherface all appeared in which fighting game? Roscoe. Oh, God. I was going to say the other game. Yes, you are oh, correct. Yes. <laughs> you got the right one as well. I thought you were just going to say Mortal Kombat, and I was going to be like, uh, nope. I remember the DLCs. <laughs> well done, mate. Well done. The Predator was OP as fuck. He was awesome. Uh, okay. That is the end of the first half of the quiz. The second half, inspired by my, was it the 200th episode? Uh, I have decided that we're going to do that. Guess the question round for five questions. <laughs> hey, you remembered. I did remember just about. It was a very blurry memory for a second, but I did get there. So we're going to do it again. Are we ready for guess the question? I just want context. Mar- Mars, we were in the we were in the pub on Saturday night, and Mars put his arm around me and went, "I love you, man." And I said, "You should do the question thing again on the quiz." <laughs> not, not I love, I, love too. I love you too. No, 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 no. <laughs> just giving him a yoga bomb. So no, he was just yeah. waiting. He was just waiting for his moment to ask you that, and just thought, "This is it." Yeah. <laughs> he said, "I love." He says he loves me. I've got to get it now. He took advantage of me and my <laughs> was vulnerable. <laughs> but you got your wish, sir. I did remember, although I did only remember today at like six o'clock, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a thing. Let's do it." <laughs> so, question number six, of which I'm going to give you the answer. You have to tell me what the question is, okay? Bobby Kotick, mm. Roscoe. 
the CEO of Activision? No. So, got to think a little bit well, more yes. outside the box. It, I mean, technically, but it's not the question that I'm asking. The outgoing CEO of Activision. <laughs> <laughs> the soon-to-be no longer. <laughs> uh, Josh, you were next. Uh, who's the bell end? Was that was with the bell end James Corden at the White Party the other weekend? Uh, no, but I do like your question. I do enjoy that one, but it was not the one I have written down for this. Oh, okay. I'll give you a spiritual point because I actually quite like it. So you got a spiritual one. Cat. Uh, Who's the slimiest, cuntiest, most sexist, most piece of shit individual in the gaming industry? Uh, you beat me to it. Damn it, <laughs> I'm also going to provide another spiritual point on the basis of I like the answer, but it's not the one I've got here. But I think you will enjoy the actual question I'm looking for. Uh, Yog Dog, you can have a go if you'd like to. He's just a massive cunt, isn't he? Yeah. There yes. he is. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not the question, but I like it. You can also have a spiritual point. I'm just going to give one to all of you just for great answers. Um, no, the question was, which video game publisher CEO asked the public to stop drawing horns on his head of his pictures as it was damaging his dating life? That is a genuine story. He genuinely put out a statement saying, can people please stop putting horns on pictures of me? Because when women look me up when we go on dates... They see me with horns, and so they think I'm a horrible person. When you are, 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 are a horrible person, Bobby got it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's the question. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. Uh, be- that was. A good I thought one. they. Uh, I thought they do a good job covering things up. Why can't they do that? But <laughs> Nice. Have that. That's the last dig. There you go. Love it. Love it. Got a lot of mileage out of that one. <laughs> Answer number seven. Final Fantasy 16. Josh. Uh, no, that's not Josh. That's Yogg. What is the only video game this year that's going to have a Metacritic score of 16? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I, do, I do appreciate the endeavor on that one, though. That's got to be worth a spiritual point. Yeah, go on then. Why not? I'll give you a spiritual point for it. Go on. Uh, Roscoe. Um, which game features a very, very good boy called Toggle? I'm going to let you. Okay. You oh. have it spot on, apart oh. from two words. And I'm going to let you have a guess at changing the two words that you've got incorrect. And if you get it, I'll give you the point. If not, Cat or Josh have a very big hint for theirs. A very, very good. Toggle is a boy, isn't he? Yeah. Is a boy? Yeah. Yes. Yes. The only other words I said were very good. I want the Take phrase, out. Roscoe. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to have to call it. I'm afraid. You're very close, though. Like... Oh, I'm so sorry. He's the best boy. No, I'm afraid not. Kat, you're up next. I actually kind of forgot what Ross said in its entirety, but he said something like, which game has a dog called Toggle? Also, <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Oh, yeah, this one's unfortunately, uh, because you've not played it, you won't know the exact phrase I'm looking for. Josh, would you like to to take the point? Um, I I don't know if I am going to get it, because it's very close to Roscoe's second answer, but uh, which game features the bestest boy? Uh, Guys, come on. What does Clive call Torgal? I, I I mean I'm I'm at a bit of a loss here. Let's be honest. Hound. 
He's a fine hound. A fine hound. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So the question was, Toggle is described as a fine hound in which Final Fantasy game? I didn't get that answer uh, wrong. You I said just got the... it. I just, I just, it was just different words. <laughs> you said a good boy. I wanted the phrase. He's a fine hound. I'm taking that point. I'm sorry. No. Revolution. That's mine. I do think you should give Ross a point. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I'll give it to Roscoe then on the basis of it. See how others happy with it. What a spectacular waste of time that was. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, okay, answer number eight. Nicholas Cage. Young dog. Who, unlike Bobby Kotick, isn't a massive cunt. <laughs> like it, but no, not to this one. I think uh, I'm afraid, Kat, Josh is just ahead of you. Uh, which celebrity actor is going to be featured that in the next DVD? Dead by Daylight, that is. Mid-chapter. Yes, you are correct, sir. It was indeed who's going to appear in Dead by Daylight as the next character at the end of July in the next chapter. Nicholas fucking Cage. Nicholas fucking Cage. It's the bees. Josh, have you seen The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent? Certainly have. Isn't it amazing? It's wonderful. I think most people, if not everyone, should watch it. Um, we watched and it the other day, actually, didn't we? Yeah, we very much enjoyed it. it and then Paddington too. <laughs> I don't want to shoot you. I don't want to shoot you. I love you. I love you too. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It's a very underrated role for Pedro Pascal as well, I think. Very, yeah. He, he deserves a lot from that song. Did not realize how funny that man was. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, sorry about yeah. this. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, answer number nine. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. What is the question? Roscoe. TK Maxx. <laughs> no, it is not TK Maxx, funnily enough. Ah, I'm afraid. Uh, Josh. Um, what is the shoe shop that Commander Shepard visits in Mass Effect? Oh, that's not a bad guess. You're not too far off, but it's not close enough, I'm afraid. Oh. Who is the finest hound in Final Fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm afraid not. Uh, Kat, Yog, you still have the opportunity to have a guess if you'd like to. I have no idea. Something, something, Kotick's a con. Yog. Something. something. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to stop going on about that. I really dislike him, like, ridiculously. So. <laughs> He's the emblematic of everything wrong in the industry. <laughs> Love it. Just let it out, man. Just let it out. I love it. Yeah. We can, um, we can put a picture of him with the horns on us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's a very good idea. Oh, Why is this uh, Finger Guns podcast got me on there? I'm now. And then he'll listen to it and he'll be like, oh. Oh, I, I see. I see now. And then he realizes that James Corden is a bell end. <laughs> mm. Oh, that's good. All right, would we like the question? He might get a hold of our publisher and yeah. redact our uh, contact at Activision. Uh, <laughs> that would be unfortunate. It would be unfortunate. Oh, well, it's worth it. What is the most popular out. line from Mass Effect 2? Oh, that's, that's close enough. I probably will be willing to give the point if the others agree. So the question was, what voice line from 2010's Mass Effect 2 became a meme for years to come because it was so popular? Yeah, that's a point. Yeah, 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 that's, on, yeah. Hey, that's not. Well done, Yog. That was a good one. 
And the last one, Far Cry 3, make it burn them. What is the question? Roscoe. Is it Stormzy's new single? <laughs> no. No. It is not. Well, I mean, it no. might be. I don't really follow Stormzy, but uh, no. Okay, then we'll just go look on uh, thewaterpop.com. <laughs> what was, what uh, was that? Uh, That's the so answer. The answer is Far Cry 3, make it burn them. Um, go on, Josh. Is it the song that plays when you're burning down the fields of uh, opiates? It is, yes. And your answer will probably be the closest, which means I will probably give you the point for it, unless anyone else can guess the exact question I wanted. Why isn't the flamethrower in Far Cry 3 as good as the one in Far Cry 3? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Why does not everybody that. not scream that when they're burning the place down in Far Cry 3? <laughs> Also pretty good, to be fair. Uh, the question was, what is the greatest video game mission of all time? Which I'm going to give to Josh because he actually did get the exact mission itself. So, Oh. Wow, that's Ooh. controversial. I know. I'm going to give it Ooh. anyway. Yeah, I mean, Mass Effect 2's last mission. Ah, uh, oh, that's fine. You don't get to... Just, oh, like, uh, you don't uh, get a flamethrower and burn down weed fields listening to Skrillex, alright? It's the only uh, mission that's the correct answer. Halo's assault in the control room. Yeah. Fine. What fine. about Back for Bloods um, jukebox? Yeah, that was a close second on the basis of it also has music and you can have a flamethrower or Molotovs to do so. Oh, Black Uncharted Two train man. scene, like the mm, also good. Not enough Skrillex, is there? You know, Skrillex, Skrillex is shit. <laughs> I know. You have been kicked from yeah, the your podcast. Dog, you tell him. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I don't like anything else that Skrillex does. I just love that song because it was in that mission, and it's a bit of a, also a meme that that mission is one of the best ones to play. Far Cry never quite captured that energy again. I don't think. Um, anyway, well done, Josh, because that point took you over the line for the win. Thank On you. Points. Hey, what well up, Josh? Thank you. So to finish. Uh, on to finish, we had Josh on four points, Roscoe on three points, Yog Dog on two, and sorry, Kat, you finished with a spiritual point. That's okay. You are close to a couple of them, though. That's a lovely change of tune you've got ahead of speak. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well done, that's squad. Okay. I will humbly take my second place. Congratulations, Josh. See, that's how it's done. All right. <laughs> yeah. Some would say that second is the best. So, yeah. I've been saying that about Man of Night for years. It's fine. First the worst, <laughs> second the best. Ooh, self-burn. Those are rare. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much, Miles. No worries. Hope you enjoyed I, it. I, I I do like an answer question. question. Yes, it is they, quite are fun. Fun. they are yeah, fun. Yeah, I might. I don't want to do them too often because otherwise they'll lose a bit of their luster. So I'm just going to keep it as a bit of a, you know, every now and then it'll be a treat. Cool. Like wanking with your left hand. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Just on just on your birthday, you know? Just on <laughs> Just specifically only on your birthday, <laughs> no other time. No other yeah. time is allowed. Ooh. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Um right then, moving on to the news. And first up, Square Relic says that it is considering remastering more old titles follow the success of the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters. Um, this is Jordan Middler from VGC. Square Relics is considering its plan for remastering old titles. Speaking recently as part of the 43rd annual shareholders meeting at Square Enix, 
The board was asked about the company's plans to remaster some of its older titles following the success of the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, which was released earlier this year. Final Fantasy 1 to 6 Pixel Remaster has been well received. Are there plans to remaster other titles? Personally, I would like to play Xenogears, asked one shareholder. A member of the Square board replied, We will refrain from sharing information about new titles, but we are considering various ideas within the company and hope that you'll look forward to forthcoming announcements. So, my question to y'all is, in the Square Enix back catalogue, what would you like to see remastered that has not yet been remastered? Uh, Josh Thompson. The obvious answer, the go-to answer that everyone is going to say is Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. And, and that's the beginning and end of this discussion. That is the only one that needs to be remastered. Um, right. Good talk. <laughs> no, um, they've got loads to um, to go through. I think uh, there's been discussions, brief discussions behind closed doors about Dragon Quest, like the earlier ones getting remasters. Um, I think when I was doing the review for Live Alive, um, I was looking into a lot of that because that in itself is a remake, um, not only uh, from the ground up in, with the engine and the new 2D HD pixels, but kind of like uh, uh, new translations and stuff like that. Um, so they're not, you know, they are doing it already a little bit. Um, and then obviously the Final Fantasy pixel remasters, which were less so of like a, an upgrade as Live Alive was, but it was still so we could play it on modern consoles. Um, and I'm just here for it, whatever they go, whatever they bring out, really. Um, just because I think games like Chrono Trigger, yes, you can play on Steam. Um, you used to be able to be able to buy it on PS Vita in the US, which was kind of the only way that I tried to get it, but was unsuccessful because of ugh, buying things in the US is a pain in the ass if you're in a different country. Um, and Nintendo DS, I think, has got a version of it somewhere as well. Um, all of these are just outside of Steam. It's like just not applicable for most people. And someone like me who doesn't have a PC um, don't won't even get to play it because I'm a console gamer for the most part. Switch, PlayStation. Um, so anything that's more widely available, especially the classics, like I'm here for it. Um, and I think. Um, the proof is in the pudding that it's um, worth doing with the sales that they had they had for Live Alive and for Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters. Yeah. Okay, cool. Chrono Trigger. Nice one. Uh, Yog Dog, anything from Square that you'd like to see again? The, I can't can't think of any games of ours I've like, properly played too much, unfortunately. Uh, I think they published... Deus Ex Human Revolution, right? And Mankind Divided? Yes, they did. Wrong. Yeah. But those are like more recent enough that I wouldn't say that they massively need a, a huge refresh or anything. Uh, it'd be nice if they actually made another Deus Ex, but that doesn't really fit into this question. So, yeah, I don't really have an answer. For, no, it's for an old, it's an old Square Enix title, so, you know, I think people would like to see at least Human Revolution remastered or Mankind. Whichever one came first. Um, uh, so it's Human Revolution first and then Mankind Divided. The problem with Mankind Divided is it kind of just stopped mid-plot and felt like there should have been a lot more to the game. Um, so uh, I see. So it didn't sell as well as Square Enix wanted it to, so they never made a follow-up. Mm. Sounds about right. <laughs> Sounds about Square Enix. Um, Mars, is there anything from the back catalog you'd like to see again? 
Uh, yeah, uh, the 1980 bubble bubble. No, I'm kidding. Um, the only ones I really would have been interested in. How <laughs> dare you? How fucking dare you? Hey, I mentioned it. That's such a good game. Well, there you go. See? Maybe it does deserve the remaster. See? Um, to be fair, the only games I would be particularly interested in them remastering are the games that they have sold and no longer have. Like Yogdo mentioned, I was big into Deus Ex. Um, so any of those games would quite happily see a bit of love given to. Um, but also Thief, I think the what was it? The <laughs> Play- PlayStation 3 one? Uh, three? PlayStation Oh my god. Yeah, PlayStation 3 one that they released was a bit of a uh... letdown. Uh, but the originals are very good. Um so I would have liked something along those lines. Thief was the PS4 launch title, wasn't it? The PS4? I'm pretty sure it was. Oh god, I can't even remember. That's how like ugly it was because I thought it was yeah. PS3. It was the um, first uh, PS4 game, or one of the first in the lineup. Oh, oh my days! I genuinely thought it was a PS3 game, uh, which says a lot about what I thought of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the original Thief games were great, uh, so I feel like Square tend to do a little bit better when they go back to the originals and just keep to what worked. Um, but yeah, they've also sold the license to that, so they don't have a lot in their back catalogue that I'm particularly attached to. Um, I think it's a bit of a shame Toby's not here, because I imagine everything would be remastered <laughs> if Toby had his way. Oh uh, yeah, we, we, we still be talking about this for the next hour. If, uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's nothing else I particularly um, that interested in Square's back catalogue, except for some of the like really random ones, like the Shell Shock games. I don't know if anyone ever played those, the first person shooter ones. Um, they were kind of bad, but young me didn't know any different, so I'd be kind of intrigued to see them get remastered and everyone hate them today. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kat, so we're looking for a triple A remake of Bubble Bubble, are we? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, no, I actually replayed Bubble Bubble the other day because I just fucking love it. it just reminds me of my childhood. Um, so yeah, I would love the Bubble Bubbles. They've kind of like overhyped them now and done like bust. Is it called bust a bubble or bust a move or some shit? Um, and it's like Puzzle Bubble, which is not the fucking same, man. Not the same, it's not same. Really. the same. Um, uh, I think I remember having this game. I've just looked it up to try and have a little look. The Tales of Bearsworth Manor. I felt like I played that before, but I don't think I had it. Um, that looks okay. It's like a puzzle game, Bears. Um that's all I can really tell you about it because that's all I really remember I think a lot of people are going to want like a Sword of Mana thing that's quite big isn't it in Square Enix land so other than that that's kind of all the Square Enix titles I really I I don't play any wrestling Final Fantasy's already had a pixel collection I've never played Final Fantasy in my life Um, apart from the Hour of the Dano I've not played Kingdom Hearts yet I kind of suck when it comes to Square Enix. <laughs> so I hope I never meet anybody because I would be an awful person to meet because I'd be like, great, great, great gig you got out there, guys. Great gig, great gig. Not played any of it, but... Yeah. I'll get to it. I'll get to it, guys. Don't worry. Yeah, I'll, I'll, get, I'll fucking get to it, guys. If we can stop making like 50 billion of them, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I think the Kingdom Hearts lot is on PS Plus. So you, you got no excuse now. Actually, oh, you have. True. It's, it's absolutely enormous and it's ridiculous. And the story is absolutely, yeah. utterly dumb. But you do get to play with, you know, you get to hang out with Jack Sparrow and Elsa. So what more do you want, you know? There you go. There you yeah, go. Joyous. Um, I mean, there is only one real answer. And the answer, it's not a hugely old game, but the answer, of course, is Sleeping Dogs. Um, yes. Oh, my God. Oh my I totally God. forgot about Sleeping Dogs. I, I, I completely forgot Square Enix owned that. Yeah, that's my answer, too. Yeah, that was only one answer. 
I was so happy that no one said it. Dogs earlier <laughs> as well, because I remember when I mentioned Kane and Lynch, I was thinking, I'll say Sleeping Dogs or something. I, I completely forgot it was a Square Enix one. <laughs> I got a bug within my Sleeping Dogs. I was so obsessed with it. It was on a Mars. I was like living for it. And I got this yeah, like weird bug and I, I can't get out of it and I can't remember what it is but it's something to do just after the wedding so yeah fucking, I'd love it yeah oh, time, that game is incredible. there yeah. is a definitive edition but I'm talking like a full on make it look shiny on my PS5 version of yes. Dogs. yeah yeah um, it is a wonderful game which did not get the love it deserved it really didn't I cannot believe we have not have not like Sleepy Dogs 3 by now it's just crazy Criminally underappreciated. What a game. Uh, so, yeah, that's the right answer, ladies and gentlemen. I'm so glad no one said it. I was like, no one says anything else, because that's mine. I got to say, <laughs> like, come on. Uh, all right, so, yeah, we came up with some nice answers there. And, uh, yeah, let's hope that Square Enix take it on board and release all of them, because then we'll be a very happy podcast. Um, Because it is true, if you do not eat pork bun, you are not a whole man. Never get such words. Um, right then, this may only um, apply to me and Miles, but EA Sports FC24 release date has been reportedly revealed, along with the front cover and a trailer. Um, this is Jordan Miller again over at VGC. Of course, everyone at VGC, if you follow them on Twitter, they're all in Japan right now, and I'm not jealous at all. Um, anyway, the release date for EA Sports FC24 has reportedly been revealed, according to a highly reliable data miner who was an extremely strong record of posting release date information for the games. EA Sports FC will release on September 29th, 2023. A standard and ultimate version of the game will be available, as was the case with the Ace FIFA series. Like the FIFA series, the ultimate edition of EA Sports FC24 will give players early access. Um, September 29th, um, again, a game that's going to get stuffed right in the middle of some massive releases. But it's FIFA, so, well, it's not FIFA, but it's kind of FIFA, so it'll be all right anyway. Um, Josh, you're on. You're on music. So, what do you reckon? You, did you watch the trailer today? Um, I didn't. I saw the cover though, um, and I started uh, zooming in on some of the people's faces, and I was like, "Who are you supposed to be?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of. Uh, it's it's weird to say happy for them that they've kind of kind of carrying on with the name. Um, is are people going to be bothered that it's kind of got a brand change and that it's going to be a different game? It's not going to be a different game, but it's going to be presented in such a different way. Are people going to be like, "Huh, what is this? Pez? No thanks. No one likes Pez." Yeah, go. I want my FIFA. Or uh, do you think people are being like, "Oh yeah, of course it's EA now. They're going to do FC twenty four instead of FIFA twenty four. Well, the thing um, is, I I don't know what the FIFA license actually means now because. I thought mm. that meant licensed players, licensed sport, licensed you know stadiums and teams and everything. Teams, but yeah. Yeah, according yeah. to the trailer, everyone's in. So I'm a little bit confused as to what the, the did it just mean the tournaments like the Premier League and the, well, yeah, yeah, that might yeah, it might it might be whatever falls under the umbrella in terms of their company, which is the tournaments that then teams participate in. It's fair game, I guess. Like, um. I, th- I reckon most players have their own contracts, if not all of them have their own contracts with um, their maybe the team that they play for or directly with EA that states like I share, I, you know, consent to share my likeness and my name to this game. Um, and then kind of once you've got the big players in it, which you do, 
then everyone's going to follow suit. And I mean, maybe they or they just go higher up and go, do you still want to be in the game to like, uh, you know, the people that own the teams? And they'll be like, yeah, why not? Because um, I know Pez has had a really hard time with it, haven't they? They've kind of, <clears throat> I think the state of them now is uh, like called eFootball or something like that. Yeah. Um, but they've been, they struggled for so long just having anyone in the game. Um, I think there was one player I think that kind of signed on that was like a big one. I think maybe like Messi or someone silly. Um, I could be wrong with that info. I'm not a football fan necessarily. Um, but yeah, they had like one star player and the rest of them were like, I don't know, Ronaldinho the second instead of Ronaldinho or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the Reds versus the Blues. So um, yeah, is is it going to be same engine stuff like that? Do you think when you know they're not going to? Um, it's going to be exactly like. Yeah, I think they're using the hypermotion engine which they used for twenty three. Okay. Um, so it will be the latest engine, at least. Um, I put the trailer in the Zoom chat if anyone wants to see it, and the image is in the podcast Slack. Uh, the yeah, the logo, the um, the front cover is a bit odd. Um, they haven't got again, again. This might be a FIFA thing because back in the day, of course, they had the the actual image of the player on the on the uh, cover, whereas this one is all the digitized versions, like the versions yeah. of them in the game. Yeah, is is top right meant to be messy, or am I like just an idiot that don't really know football players? Uh, no, that's um, da da. Who is that, Miles? Uh, they can't have Messi because his licensing is with Konami. Uh, top right is Pirlo. Pirlo, yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, because they've got some old school. I can obviously notice David Beckham, so they're going for a bit of like a legacy characters as well to be in the game as like part of, I guess, the franchise and. Assuming ultimate team overall, yeah. Um, we got got Pele and Zidane, um, yeah, next to Harland and Rashford. So you yeah. know, it's a mixture of all sorts. Um, Mars, what do you make of this uh, cover? And did you catch the trailer? Yeah, so I watched the trailer without the sound. Um, and the trailer's kind of nicely put together, but it looks. Is it just me, or did it look just a little bit off? Like something about the character models just looks a little bit like gone between the arts kind of thing um i think some of the character models look really good and then some of them look atrocious like on that front cover you have such a mix of quality of how well they've done it um i think they're doing a gameplay reveal on the 13th and i think that's when we're going to see have they actually changed up the gameplay or are they keeping it to just what we've always seen just now under a different name um I do wonder, because obviously all this licensing stuff is very interesting now that they don't have the overarching FIFA um, thing going on. I wonder if all the players in the shirts and the kits we've seen are the licenses that they have acquired and are in the game and everything that's not <laughs> not on that cover just won't be licensed. And I'm kind of wondering a little part of that. Um, I think they're expanding the women's um, leagues and that... Uh, female characters can be used in Ultimate Team, which I think will be a first. I don't think yes. they've been in Ultimate Team up to this point. Um, so it kind of feels like they're trying to take some steps in the right direction and kind of, I guess, use this as an opportunity to almost kind of rebrand themselves and widen the scope of the game. Um, I'm intrigued. I'm still a little bit sceptical. I'm not sure how well this is going to translate or what's going to come out of this. And I think if those are all the licenses that they have and they don't have others i think i don't think it'll be too detrimental you know pez has lived on but it's a bit 
it has struggled since the eFootball or whatever it was rebranded to. Um, it's just not really kept up the same kind of player base since. So I'm hoping that this isn't going to go the same way because, you know, Roscoe, we like our game of the odd FIFA every now and then, don't we? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, this is, you know, this is not FIFA, but it's, you know, it's going to be something different, but the same. It's non-FIFA. <laughs> I can't I can't see it being hugely different, to be honest, in terms of gameplay. No. Um, but it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting. There's there's an interesting moment in the trailer where a lot of players go out on the pitch, but they're all in different kits. Mm. And I'm curious as to what that might mean, whether I it's just a fun it... thing for the trailer or whether or not there's... Because they were like, you choose to play, you choose who you play as. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Daniel Kalou doing the voiceover. And it's just like, hmm... Can we play as like different teams at the same time? I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it, but no, I don't I... think you are. I, like as someone that doesn't pay too much attention to the FIFA's necessarily, um, my read on it as I was watching the trailer when you were talking is like, yes, it does look like it's going to be like a hodgepodge of all kinds of characters that you can play as. <laughs> calling them characters, <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of players that you can NPCs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard you can play um, as a uh, Clive from Final Fantasy 16 as well. It's really exciting. <laughs> Toggle comes on at half time. Yeah, it's going to be like a Super Smash Bros. of footy. Um, no, yeah, it did feel like that. It felt like it's about, and I think because you're right about the, the tournaments not necessarily being in it, that what is then the solo player experience? Um, mm. and this idea of build your club or make your club does make it sound like what could it be like maybe the obvious the standard 9v9 football or street rules or you know this and that that we've had we've come to know and love from the EA games that have yeah. kind of changed it up a little bit when it's not just the standard uh career mode yeah it's gonna be intriguing I might have to burst this bubble a little bit. I think it's just showing that they're doubling down on the ultimate team idea, which is where you can have any character in any kit at any ground because you build your own squad. And I think that's more just... Because now that they don't have to worry about FIFA's name, they can almost double or triple down on ultimate team. And I think that's what we're going to see. And I think that's... But I think the trailer is also just designed to be fun. That, like, they've got a lot more people in it. And I think they were trying to show off, look, we still have licenses. You're still going to be... Liverpool against Argentina, but then everybody else isn't. <laughs> Who the hell would play Liverpool against Argentina? You would be amazed. You can have McAllister <laughs> against McAllister. Wow. Cat, uh, um, do you give a single flying fuck about this? Not one. No. No, Not no, one. I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, no. So sorry about that. No, it's uh, fine. I, I, understand. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Um, dog, dog. Any any history of football gaming in your uh, in your gaming history? Uh, I've played Football Manager every now and then, but nice. it's been many years. Uh, the last time I played a FIFA game would have been twenty eleven or so. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's been a while. Uh, I just uh, and the horror stories I hear about like ultimate team bankrupting people and stuff i just um i don't think i i really want to return to it either mm-hmm. ultimate team is something i've never gotten into i'm very old school when it comes to fifa i'll buy it i'll play career mode um from beginning to end a couple of seasons and that's normally it <laughs> yeah i think i'd be pretty similar 
Yeah, I, new... I, I do the same. Yeah, if a there's a new mode, are, um, a lot of my friends are club guys, so they like to play pro clubs. Oh and yeah, build their own team together, um, and that's not really seen much love in the past few years. Um, so fingers crossed for them that maybe they'll sort out a bit of clubs. I'm assuming one of the joys of 23 was that you could actually build, start your own club and put it in career mode. And um, that was really fun. So you get to design the stadium and you get to design the kits. So I'm assuming now without FIFA, that's going to be quite a more, maybe a more prominent thing. Yeah, possibly. So yeah, fingers crossed, who knows. So yeah, that could be coming out September 29th uh, of this year. That sounds about right. It's somebody when FIFA appears. Uh, so fun times, fun times, guys, fun times. Right then. Let's talk Banjo-Kazooie, shall we? We love a bit of Banjo-Kazooie. And they're saying that there's not an audience for Banjo-Kazooie anymore. Nobody wants to play Banjo-Kazooie. I don't believe this at all. Um, I'm not going to read the story. I've pretty much just summed it up. Um, we'll bring, bring some more. Um, Kat, would you play a new Banjo-Kazooie? I would, because I don't remember if I've ever played Banjo-Kazooie. Or if I have, It's it was such a long time ago. But it, it's absolutely like the series and the type of genre of game that is my kind of game. Um, yeah. It's, you know, it's platform, it's adventure. It's, it's, yeah, I think what a shame because I think these kind of games are missing a little bit in, um, I guess, like entry in the 2020s is that kind of platforming adventure. Like we have a lot of, with Crash 4, I'm sure there's others that I can't think of right now, but do you know what I mean? Like in the 1990s, there was that was all there was was like adventure platformers. Yeah. Now there's a lot of fantasy, a lot of open world. Uh, open world has taken the the gaming industry by storm. Elden Ring, Horizon, you know, The Witcher, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, Elder Scrolls, all that jazz. And so I do think that we're we're missing a, a decent. A decent, decent one, and in the in the realm of remasters or re or new um, entries, I, I don't see how they've come up with this idea that no one would play that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, like it's I mean, such a classic. Yeah, it is, and it's you know it is technically still available if you get it's on Game Pass if you want to check it out. But um, yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, there's ukulele. You know, that was made by the Banjo developers. Um, yeah. Who, of course, didn't have the license because they they were moved from Rare. But mm-hmm. then again, this might be an Xbox thing. This could be Xbox going, yeah, no one wants to play a new Banjo game Rare. And we're all here like, yeah, we do. <laughs> that would be great. Mm, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I've heard Sean talk about Banjo before and say it would be great to have another Banjo. It was It was massively successful as well. Yeah. Um. At, at, in its time, so I feel like it's a bit strange to be like, nah, you know. So, yeah, yeah, weird, weird. But yes, I would, I would play it if they if they brought out a new series. And I think as well, like Crash Four has uh, almost opened the the doorway to say a twenty five year old franchise can still make a new game. Sure. Um, when it's an adventure platformer and it hasn't been around for a long time, it can make a revival. You know, Final Fantasy obviously has been around a long time, but there are about there are fucking seventy billion of them. So you know, <laughs> it's about four games that span over twenty five years. It's okay that I think Crash has allowed that permission to say if you haven't been around for a long time, there is still going to be a fan base and a new fan base that will want to play you. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, Mars, we rarely need to stop making stupid updates to Sea of Thieves and start making video games again. Ah, this one. So I loved Banjo Kazooie when I was a kid, and I feel like they've done a, an amazing job getting Sea of Thieves to the place it's in now. Like that game when it came out, I was certain was not going to make it. So I think. A part of me is like, fair play to them. They've stuck with that game. They've made it amazing. It still probably has the best water physics and animations in a video game ever. Um, but I I loved Banjo-Kazoo when I was a kid. And the follow-ons, or the follow-ups rather, weren't quite as successful or as good. But then they were also like in the era of those ones coming out, which was like the mid-2000s. They were up against like Halo and Gears of War and shooters, basically. And they're just there wasn't an audience at that stage. But I feel like now, you know, Ukulele didn't review particularly well, but it did sell quite a few copies. You know, I think it sold over a million, didn't it? So to say that there's no audience when a million people bought, like, you know, the knockoff version of Banjo-Kazooie is kind of proof that that's not true. Um, I do think it might be Microsoft saying, do you know what, we kind of need Sea of Thieves to continue to rake in some money while we're still trying to get some games out. Um but also they might have just said actually it's up to rare what they want to make and maybe the developers at the company now are very far removed from the ones who made banjo kazooie you know 20 25 years ago whenever it was now um mm-hmm. you know we, it's like the same when people talked about bioware and like you know said that well this is the studio that released you know the dragon age games in the 2000s and i'm like yes but a lot of those people have left like very few of those people who made those games are still at the company and that shifts things, you know, your influence within it and your expertise changes. And so I feel like the rare of today probably isn't the kind of company that wants to make those games necessarily. But also there's the threat of if you make a new one and it flops or it does badly or it doesn't sell, that could be, you know, game over for the studio potentially, given how studios get shut down so quickly now. Um, And I'd hate to see that happen to Rare because they are, you know, historic in terms of how long they've been around and the games they've made. Um, but I think you can do it. I think that, like Kat said, the Crash example is a massive one. You know, people said there was no market for, you know, platformers and whatever. Yeah. Crash 4 came out and did Gangbusters and everybody loved it. Um, and it's one, like, one of the highest reviewed in the, in the franchise. And I think Spyro Reignited Trilogy also did well when it came out. It sold a lot of as well. And I think that's probably closer to, you know, Banjo-Kazooie type of um collectathons and that kind of thing yeah they would have to revamp a lot of it it would not be the same game and the thing is with ukulele one of the things i hated now that i'm older was the dialogue of how it's not words it's just them repeating noises ad infinitum until you skip it or just pull your eyes out it's just so annoying and i loved it as a kid and i totally understand why my brother used to punch me when i used to sit on the dialogue and not move on from it um so yeah i feel like they'd have to revamp and redo like a lot of the core stuff but i don't think it's impossible and i think there is a a market for it i think there's so many people involved in gaming now it will find its audience there will be people that buy it or play it and at the very least stick it on game pass like what's what's the worst that's going to happen if you're going to put it on game pass anyway yeah um so yeah i think crash 4 i think they could go down the Activision route of going, right, let's put out the original trilogy and just gauge interest and see yeah. what's going on. And the 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 insane trilogy went fucking crazy. It did. And I think that's what Greenlit Crash 4. Yeah. 
And it's like, there's no harm in throwing Banjo one and two together and just see what happens. Absolutely. And I still remember when it was coming out and I had it pre-ordered the Insane Trilogy and I was at work on the day and I was like, I'm just so fucking buzzing to get back and play Crash Bandicoot again. And like so many people, I think, would still have this about Banjo-Kazooie because it's the same kind of franchise that released it in the same kind of era, the original. Um, and it does have its fan base. So I feel like the excuse is a bit of a bad one. I feel like Microsoft just came out and said, look, we just don't really want that kind of game now. Like, we don't know if there's interest in it. So, you know, we're not going to pursue that. I'd have been like, fair enough, kind of a shit thing to say, but at least you've been honest. I feel like the, there's not an audience for it. I'm a bit like, there is. Like, that's just fundamentally not true. Yeah. <laughs> Give the license to someone else. Let them make it. Yeah, let someone have fun with video games again. Come on. Wouldn't it be fun if like, they gave it to play Tonic? Like, we made ukulele because we couldn't make Banjo. And now oh they can God. make Banjo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or or someone like Ubisoft Milan, you know, they those guys who made the Rabbids games. Yeah, the Mario Rabbids games. Like, why not give them Banjo and just see what they can do? You know? Exactly. Like there are companies that do have the expertise in this and they know how to make good platforming games and they will succeed. Like just give them the space to, to have the opportunity to. Yeah, there's Banjo Kazooie, but it's so much fun. So much fun. It's so musical. Um, the other dog, did you play Banjo back in the day? I played Banjo and Kazooie, not some bolts. Um, oh, God, God. No, we're not talking about nuts and bolts, young dog. Uh -huh. I, I enjoyed it. Okay, I, good. I, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed it. Um, Sorry, I'm glad, you, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, just making vehicles and stuff and all sorts of crazy contraptions was uh, was, was a lot of fun. Uh, so I think, you know, a lot of people in Halo 3 were like, like mess about in, I can't remember what it was called, the Forge or something. Um, yeah, where you just like make maps or like just just mess about. I would do that in Badger because doing lots of bolts and just see all sorts of what I could get up. Nice. To back in the uh, like the creation area, so I'd like another game like that. But I've never played the originals, so I'm okay. sure. Ah, hmm. uh, Forge mode. I remember Forge mode. I made a, I made a few maps. Me and my mate Chris made a map. He made the biggest map ever. It took 21 minutes to walk from one side of it to the other. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, and he put no teleports in because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and he's listening to this as well. Remember that? Yeah, twenty-one minutes. Uh, Josh, a new banjo. What do you what do you reckon? Um, I definitely don't have the same affinity as everyone else does. Um, uh, my next door neighbors had an N sixty-four, and we played a lot of Mario Party and uh, Mario Kart, and that was about it. It's my extent of N sixty-four games. Um, I, I was thinking in terms, like in business wise, what what's going to draw people back to it, and um, what games have returned, and what did they do so well that made them, you know, so successful? Um, I know we've mentioned uh, Crash Four. Um, I also think back to I know it had less of high of a hiatus, but um, Ratchet and Clank and the new Rift Apart as well. Um, it can go like for me i think it should go one or two ways either size down a little bit on expectations kind of make it an indie game develop it as an indie game with a smaller team smaller expectations um the hardcore fan base are going to follow it regardless enjoy it for what it is if they get the you know the characterize the characterizations right and the sort of tone right um or go all out 
and think of new ways to make it as exciting for a, a current gen. Um, you know, I mentioned Ratchet and Clank, like Rift Apart, kind of like the most exciting oh. thing was kind of, you know, teleporting between worlds instantaneously. Um, yeah. And kind of just the graphical fidelity and kind of the lightheartedness and, you know, the jovial storytelling and kind of, you know, it, it's heartwarming of a game, really. Um, uh, and I don't know, I know Banjo Kazooie is kind of like, it's a, um, what do they call them? Like they call it the platformers with a character. Oh, lost on the word. But basically the the guys that are the face of it, like Crash and Ratchet, like they're platformers, but they've got uh what are they called? The mascots. Ooh, someone Yes, that's it, like a mascot platformer. That's the one I'm looking for. Thank you. Um, um yeah, I think they just need to listen to the audience because like, to say that there's no one after it is hogs wallets because because there's been people for years you know news outlets for years if there's any like a, a whiff of like a remaster a re-release a new one news headlines are always out for it mm. um i think the composer for banjo kazooie is you know you've worked on a lot of projects but you know he's still getting asked questions to this day over banjo kazooie how he made the music so um you know there's interest there on all fronts um from people whether it sounds loud because the the internet is strange and you can feel like it's a cacophony but then it's actually like a bear shitting in the woods um but yeah i think what I've what I've said is it kind of needs to do one or the other. Either go big and go main, you, you know, go to this generation or go small. Uh, go to the at what core of the game made it fun and just keep keep it small, keep it niche, keep it indie, and you know, exciting still. Yeah. Oh man, why did Banjo looking like Ratchet and Clank? Oh my god! Give it to him something. I can make it a PS Five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they've got time to do it. Why not? Oh, yeah, it's got busy. Other games. No, not no, at all. They're fine. They're fine. Um, right then. Um, they got some uh, some Marvel game that they're making, doesn't it? I don't know. Um, talking to Marvel games. Segway. See what I did there? That was magic. That was magic. Got... No love for that. that was, no, that, no? Was, that was beautiful. I appreciated it. Thanks, man. Thank you. Um. EA have announced a brand new studio. Cliffhanger are working on a Black Panther AAA video game with Marvel Games. And this is Tom Ivan over at Where? Obviously, BGC. EA have announced that a Black Panther game is in development at a recently established internal studio, Cliffhanger Games. As previously reported, the studio was formed in 2021 and is led by Kevin Stevens, who was boss of Warder's Monolith during development of Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor and Middle Earth Shadow of War. In addition to leaders from these games, Cliffhanger's team includes veterans of franchises including Halo, God of War, Call of Duty, according to EA. The original third-person single-player Black Panther game is being developed in collaboration with Marvel Games. Uh, excuse me. Um, there's not much to go on other than there's a new Black Panther game coming. Yay or nay. Uh, Yog Dog. Um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm very meh about it like uh, i'm not gonna actively dislike a a game i just i i 
yeah, I don't really have much of a, a thought process on this one. Like, hopefully it's a good game, and if it's good and people enjoy it, that's excellent. But I'm not too excited for it either. Yep, good stuff, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Sorry, did you say me? Uh, yes. Do you fancy going to Wakanda? Uh, I do, I do. I hope it's going to be more of the vein of, you know, um, like the Jedi Survivor type thing, or if they want to copy a template, you know, you've got Spider-Man that we've had on PlayStation, you know, the templates have been laid. Uh, you've got Arkham, you can take it down any of those routes. I do expect it to be like a third-person adventure. I wonder if they'll go open world with it or not, because it seems to be EA's kind of thing to go open world a little bit with games now as well. Um yeah. I think it's ripe to have a nice new location to explore. I think Wakanda would make for a really exciting, like just place to, you know, create a world in. Um, and it's obviously got loads of like technological stuff going on. So they can have like all of the gadgets and gear and stuff like that. So I think there's a lot of potential, but we just don't know anything about it. And obviously, because it's a new studio, they might have a lot of talent behind them, but you you don't know what you're going to get with a brand new studio. It could come out and be absolutely phenomenal, um, or it could come out and be very decent to okay, and no, that's, well, that'll be fine. Um, I mean, look at um, Perfect Duck being made yes. by a whole brand new studio. <laughs> yes, going swell apparently. Going swell over at the <laughs> initiative guys. That's fine. <laughs> absolutely swell. Um, and yeah, I guess until we know a bit more, it's hard to gauge it. But it's nice that you know other characters within the marvel universe are getting some love not just like the main ones that we come to know and expect um so yeah i'm gonna stay optimistic until we see more of it and then we can start to gauge it i don't think it'll be coming out for quite a while to be fair oh no no um i will say one of the best bits of square enix's avengers game was the wakanda dlc is that saying Um, much though i mean it was the best bit of the game which makes it okay good <laughs> which makes it fine yeah it yeah, was the get... only five out of ten bit of the game yeah you get to wander around wakanda i mean that was fun oh yeah um, fair enough. and so yeah if the if whole game built around that yep yeah, that sounds like fun um cat how you think uh, about a, a black panther experience i think i think i'm somewhere between yog and miles to be honest with you like i agree with all of miles's points we don't know yet and actually there is a couple of like environments it would be really cool if they did it properly like the technology side of it with the like the, i'm not i'm going to call it the offices but it's not the offices but like their base and then you've got the battlegrounds and things like that and um so there would be a lot of cool stuff to be able to like art star wars to play around with but like there's not been really one marvel game really that has been blow socks off incredible yet so, I mean, I don't have that much hope. But like I said, I'm not, like Yogg said, I'm not going to actively dislike it either. I've not seen the second one. So I'm only going on my hype from the first one. You didn't think Spider-Man was blowing your socks off incredible? That's true. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Apart from, <laughs> apart from Spider-Man, apart from Spider-Man, I was more thinking of like, you know, recently. Like, like the last five yeah. years recently. Yeah. <laughs> last three years recently, yeah. Yeah. I remember when they added Spider-Man into the Avengers game and he couldn't climb up an entire building. Because there was an invisible wall. Oh, <sighs> gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, this is what I mean. It's like, great idea, but is it going to be executed in the way that people are anticipating or expecting or will start to expect? You know? Well, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, it is so, super super early days, but uh, yeah, yeah. Looks, we'll shut back in eight years time. Yes, oh. we will. When we're, when we're playing it on our PS6, we'll check it out. We'll check it out. Uh, Josh, you want to finish this one off? Um, yeah. I mean, we're definitely not going to have a shortage of things Black Panther wise, are we? Because we've got Amy Hennig's. Um, yet to be titled Captain America slash Black Panther video game. Oh, yeah! Set in World War Two, fighting against Hydra um, at, over at Skydance. Um, yeah, I, I was just reading a Eurogamer article that says that the cliffhanger games are said to kind of try and make it in an expansive and reactive world. Um, and, I mean, that kind of sounds like Wakanda to me. Um uh, and when it and that kind of description kind of reminds me of say like Horizons World, it's quite it's quite beautiful. Um, I wouldn't say it's massively interactive, but that's where Black Panther can come in. Um, it's got some team members from God of War, Shadow of Mordor, Halo Infinite, Call of Duty. Um, so there's a mixed bag of there of like what you like in terms of games. Um, I mean, they're all massive games, triple A's that kind of all have done well. So, yeah, I mean, I do think kind of if if it was a, another superhero, who would I have? Um, and I can't really think of one off the top of my head that's not already being made. Um, obviously, we've we've got EA. We've got is it EA? I think doing the Iron Man game. Is it EA Motive? Yes. Yeah. Um, they're doing the Iron Man game. Uh, we are having a Wolverine game from Insomniac. Um, obviously, we've got Spider-Man 2 coming around the corner as well. Um, so, it, I just, I hope we're not going to get the fatigue that we're getting with, well, I don't want to put words in other people's mouths, the fatigue that I've been getting with the films and the TV series that have just straight off put me off kind of going back to anything Marvel at the moment because it's just it's either I don't care or it's too much and um yeah the the whole sort of Disney sort of like making milking it as much as they can and putting the licenses out there as much as possible it's kind of getting to a point where it's too much and what is what is good and what is bad these days you can't really tell um but no the team behind it sound promising the idea of it sounds promising. Um, it's supposedly about, about, meant to be about kind of assuming a moniker um, or taking over the role. So I can only assume maybe it's a character that we've never met before or it's a created character, which would be quite cool. Um, uh, but yeah, so the possibilities are endless, really. I think um, all the best to them. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, there is a lot of Marvel stuff on the go, and the MCU is it's in a, it's it's in an interesting state right now. Um, I think they've they've just lost one of their best creators in James Gunn. Um, so we'll see what sort of goes ahead. I think Guardians Three was the best of the recent ones, um, for sure. So, um, by a country mile. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll see what's going on. But yeah, oversaturation doesn't sound like Disney to me. Mm. It's not that they're doing that with Star Wars or anything, nothing. Nah, see, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll That's be all thing, right. 
We've got Jedi Survivor, which everyone loves, despite not wanting any more Star Wars for now, um, apart yeah. from Andor. You know, so there are... There's nooks and crannies where we do love this franchise, and hopefully, I, th- I feel like Black Panther's kind of lore and, and world is so rich to be like explored in such an exciting way that it does feel like a home run for a character-based game. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it was announced today that Respawn are currently recruiting for a third Star Wars Jedi game. Um, mm-hmm. So. By the rate that Survivor came out, look out for that. Uh, what next week? Um, it should be available. <laughs> uh, the way they can, the way they got Survivor out, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, Disney are making sure all of their IPs are firing in all directions right now. Turns out well, the Jedi survived. Well, there you go. It's in, clues in the title, my friend. Clues in the title. <laughs> um, all right, then let's get to recommendations. This is where we see something throughout the week. Everything. Hey, you listener, you should go check that out. Whether it be a, a game, a movie, a TV show. A McFlurry or a fridge magnet. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just looking at things. Cat, uh, what is your recommendation this week? My recommendation is if you want something to do and you live in Devon, Exeter, Somerset, Bristol area, Southwest, go to Devon Activity Centre and get yourself down to play Segway Olympics or go-karting or foot golf, whatever you want to do. It's reasonably priced. You get a lot of time. You can do stuff privately with just your group. It was a lot of fun. Um, And yeah, that's my recommendation. If you want to have a a good day out and you're in the Southwest, it's a good, good little good little centre to come and visit. There's loads of Hindus and stag do's and just whatever birthdays, just, you know, meetups. But also it has a really nice cafe and, like, a park. And people get married there and stuff. Like, it's like a multifaceted event. So, yeah, that's my recommendation. Nice. The videos did look like a lot of fun um, that we shared in our little private group there. Um, looked like a right good laugh. Uh, so, yeah, good recommendation. Uh, Miles, what is your recommendation this week? Uh, Cat kind of stole mine <laughs> because I was going to say the segueing at that very activity center. Uh, yeah, segueing is right. Uh, so I'm going to say a little show that me and Cat, a uh, cat, 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 uh, that me and Cat have been watching, uh, which is called "Is It Cake" on Netflix. Oh, and it is, I love "Is It Cake." It's so stupidly good. Like it shouldn't be good. It's terrible, and the presenter drives me nuts. But I also can't help but just enjoy it. Is it cake? Is it cake? Oh, it's it, great. It's just, it's just unnecessarily entertaining. Like how, it is. How often craziest, do you get it right? What's the craziest cake you've seen so far? Um, uh, hmm, the craziest one. To be fair, the most impressive two I've seen. One lady did a boot, which honestly, when so you, they get like up to three decoys, <clears throat> and one of them, I genuinely was like, I have no idea which one is actually the cake boot and which one is just a regular boot. And one of the boots, like the actual boots, genuinely looked like cake in comparison to the cake one. It was wild. And then we watched one today where a dude managed to do a, a Himalayan salt lamp and he made it light up. Wow. And I was like, I was literally like, what the fuck? How? <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really like garbage tv but kind of that really entertaining fun 40 minute episode where you just sit there like i'm just amazed that people do this and how well they can do it like it takes a lot of creativity there's so much artistic merit to it it's wonderful is it cake is it cake there was one once that was like a prada bag or something 
Yeah. And I I was absolutely stunned when it was cake. I was like, holy shit. It was I, cake. It's just amazing watching these watching people excel at something like that. And mm-hmm. the extreme talent that it takes. And it's yeah, it, it, it's a it's like um the floor is lava. It's like it, it's a terrible great show. <laughs> yeah. I think me and Kat got like four episodes through that the floor is lava. That was a good show. That was a good show. Uh, yeah, that was that, a good That was my lockdown show. Yeah, I binged um, that dumb show. That was oh, such a God. lockdown show, wasn't it? It was like Tiger King. So great. How sad people were when they fell into orange water. <laughs> it was just, uh, it was superb. Um, God, that's why we pay our subscriptions for Netflix, damn it. Uh, Josh, what is your recommendation this week? Uh, so I'll do a little bit of a self-plug. Um, Debug magazine has an issue two out now, digital and print. Um, I'm in it. Uh, as well as some other lovely writers. Uh, it's a really cool magazine, all about indie games. Uh, the cover story is Cocoon from the lead developer of Limbo and Inside. It's got a big in-depth like, preview of it. Um, check it do out. They, do um, they expand on the Cocoon? <laughs> Sorry. <Go on. laughs> they do... Um, oh, what is it? They, do they evolve? It's not a Metapod. It's a Cocoon. But they do something, don't they? They do but something. It's a butterfly. Is it cake? Metamorphosis? I don't know. There's a pun in there, and I'm not smart enough to come up with it uh, so quickly. Um, The other show, or the other thing, is a show called um, I'm a Virgo. Uh, It's on Amazon Prime at the moment. Uh, It is from Boots Riley. Um, If you've not heard of him, he did a film called uh, Sorry to Bother You. Um, The movie and this show are equally as off-the-wall crazy uh, and entertaining as each other. Um, it's basically a coming-of-age story about a guy named Cootie who is 13 foot tall. Um, he kind of, he's been cooped up in his, lo- in his house from his parents uh, for like 20 years and he's just had enough of it. So he wants to explore the world and kind of make friends and fall in love and all that soppy stuff. And it's it's hilarious. It's funny. Uh, it's got a really cool style. Um, it kind of peters out in the end a little bit for me. Um, it's very heavy on its commentary, um, which I'm all for in terms of the messaging. I just think the delivery felt a little bit ham-fisted. Um, but no, it's a really cool story. Um, I, I really enjoy Boots Riley's work. So if you haven't seen I'm a Virgo or uh, Sorry to Bother You, Definitely watch both. They're so entertaining, so weird, um, but thought-provoking at the same time. Sorry to bother you is the one where the guy pretends to be white to sell stuff over a call centre, right? Yes, it's the yeah. Field. Yeah, he, pretends, he puts that. on a white box to sell phone, to sell insurance or whatever. And, it know. went fucking batshit in the last 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's crazy throughout, but in the last 20 minutes, it goes places you didn't even realise. Uh, very similar to the sh- this show. Um, okay, cool. It kind of does that same thing. Um, but it's a lot more... I think you can feel a lot more for the main character this time around. It's very like a fish-out-of-water story. Um, and it's just adorable to watch a 13-foot person kind of go about their ways awkwardly and kind of find out things for the first time. Um, yeah, it's a really cool show. Cool. I'll check it out. That sounds really awesome. Uh, Yo, Doug, your recommendation for the week. 
my recommendation for the week is a film. Um, oh. It's Prey. I watched it recently. It's the oh. most recent uh, film in the Predator franchise. Um, and it's excellent. Um, I don't really want to go into too many details about it because I feel like it's one of those films which someone should uh, experience without knowing too much going in. Um, but yeah, it's just a really nice, tight, well put together film in my eyes. Uh, there were some really cool set pieces. Um, and I really appreciate the historical detail provided um, and how it follows a period of history which um, you don't really see too much about, in, uh, in this case, uh, Comanche, the Comanche tribes. So, yeah, I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed it, and I think you should give it a watch. I double that. Second that. Second that. Not double that. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, it's currently on Disney Plus, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah I really wish... Anyway, I... I'm not sure about other countries. But, uh, I know it's yeah. on Hulu, I think, in the... Well, Hulu over here in the UK is on Disney Plus, but I think it's separate over in America. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, they're they're separate. They're um, under the name Star here in the UK, uh, which is built into Disney Plus. Yeah. So uh, yeah, um, pretty that's fantastic. I only watched that again the other day, actually. It's uh, it's cracking. Yeah, I watched it two days ago, and I think it's the best Predator film. Honestly, I I really like the first Predator, and the second Predator is not too bad. Uh, it has its moments. Um, Better than the Arnie Predator. Yeah, I I think I prefer uh, like the original Predator is very much at times a stereotypical sort of eighties action oh, film, isn't it? It is a product um, of the time for so. sure. But it's um, uh, whereas it's I think this is a little bit different, and uh, yeah, I just I I think I if I could only watch one of them moving forward, I would probably choose Prey over Predator. What? But what if you don't get to the chopper? I know the memes and stuff, but I, I think if I prefer. It bleeds, we can kill it. <laughs> You've been pushing too many pencils. I did like the callback to the original Predator without one particular voice line, but yeah, I I just really enjoy Prey a lot, um, and I I'm I still really enjoy the old Predator. Don't get me wrong, um, I still think it's an excellent movie. But <laughs> again, if I was hold, held hostage and put at gunpoint, which one would you choose? I'd probably go for Prey. Wow, you just can't finish a pod without some hot take, honey. Hey? I know. Oh, I have to love it. come out with something. Crazy times. Well, the controversy drives uh, like views, didn't you? Know? It does. No, Gets no, all no. the engagement. <laughs> it really does. It really does. I should put that on the image tonight. Pray better than Predator. We discuss. Well, so alongside we got, Bobby Kotick with horns. I was going to. We got <laughs> yeah, Bobby Kotick with horns. <laughs> Uh, what's my recommendation? Uh, um, go out with your mates and get drunk. Um, that's my recommendation. Yeah, it's something I haven't done for such a bloody long time, and it was such a treat to do it on Saturday. Um, I don't want to make it about me because it wasn't about me. It was about Miles, and it was about Cap putting on this awesome night. But I just wanted to say I had an amazing time, and I felt really good when I got home because I was like, "Damn, I haven't done that in such a long time." And um, it was great to do. It was great fun, and. It's just a reminder that, you know, your mates are your mates for your reason, because they're bloody awesome. 
and uh, yeah, just do it. Go and see him. Make no excuses. Just go and do it. You know what I mean? You don't have to get drunk. You can just hang out, drink coke together. That's what me and Ian does. You know, <laughs> we go to the bridge. We take full advantage of their unlimited soft drinks, and we just sit there and have a chat. And it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, just uh, have a great time. Have a good time. Enjoy. Remember, your friends are there. They're all there for you. I love it's them. Lovely to, to have you there, buddy. Thanks, man. I'm glad I could surprise you. I just want to also tell the people that were listening. Um, Ross's sentence was, "You don't have to drink. Bring Coke." What he actually means is buy Coke at the bar of the Pepsi kind. Don't don't be just taking out one <laughs> substance for another. Snorting it off the I bar. Like, I was like listening, and he was like, "You don't even have to drink. Just bring Coke." And I was like. Ah, that's going to go down so I said you haven't got I said drink coke didn't I oh it sounded like you said said drink drink. oh in my ears it sounded like bring coke and I was like yeah okay that's fine that's fine that's my headphones (laughs) also bring coke because it will just make it an amazing night even even more special um so yeah don't forget about the two in the white lines right in the middle of the cricket dancing to Brian Adams Look at that, pure silence from everyone. Right then, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. Um, Miles said something that annoyed me on Saturday night. I can't remember what it was. But, Miles, you get to do the outro this week for oh, that. Oh, come on! <laughs> it's my birthday! <laughs> okay, no, I, I vote that um, Miles has to do this for the next two weeks and then go from there. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I see what's I going on here, young. He did say something, <laughs> and Ross said, you're doing the outro on Monday, and I can't remember what it was. I can't remember oh. what it was, but I said it. Oh, so it has to be done. I remember I remember mentioning Metal Gear Solid a lot, so you must have said something that was that irritated me. Is it because... Uh, oh, actually, I don't know. I actually don't know. What did I say that hurt you this way? I generally don't know, but it's, we're here now, so let's just get it done. <laughs> you committed to the bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> can, I have the, can I have the thing to read? Oh, God. Where is it? My, is it still in the pod? My mind is still addled by uh, Jaeger. Did you say the Mario movie was terrible or something? I mean, no, because that's just factual, so, you know. <laughs> what? I mean, I, I agree. It, it is I, terrible. I haven't watched it. I'm only doing it for a wind-up, but, uh, yeah. Our movie isn't terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible, right? Shut up. Yeah, consider me wound. <laughs> Look, it's not a 10 out of 10 masterpiece, but it was fine for what it was. Yeah. Leave it alone. Yeah. Here we go. I got it. All right. Thank you. Are we ready for Just... a very poorly read out outro? I apologize in advance. <clears throat> Let me just clear my throat. Right then, that's everything from us. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. And don't forget, if you want to follow us all, you can absolutely everywhere. Just check out the link tree in the bio in the description below to find us in all of the places possible. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS, or you can follow us individually. You can do that as well in the description below where you'll find all of our handles, except for me, of course, because I'm smart and I don't have Twitter. And also we're on threads now. Follow us there too. If you follow on threads, I don't know. I'm not on it. If you me. really like <laughs> if you really like what we do, you can subscribe to our Patreon for one dollar a month, which keeps the podcast alive and kicking on its various podcast services and keeps the website nice and sparkly. But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back very soon. Can't wait for you to come back and join us once again. But until then, it is goodbye from me. It is goodbye from Roscoe. Goodbye. It is goodbye from Kat. See you later. It is goodbye from Yog Dog.
Hello. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and it is goodbye from Joshua Thompson. Goodbye, everyone. And for the second time, it's also goodbye from me. Once again, I'm Kat. Farewell. We love you. See you next time on the Finger Guns podcast. Yay! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to Miles. Miles. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Oh, that was beautiful. Thanks, guys.